Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're previewing a game coming to Kickstarter soon called Skerzondo. Skerzondo combines RPGs with music. Players create scenes and soundtracks to accompany them using instruments, singing, or anything else that makes sound. I love the unique idea, but I was really impressed with how Skerzondo helps players communicate and listen. Also, generally, I'm terrified of musical performance in any capacity. And while it was still intimidating, I had a lot of fun making ridiculous music in Skerzondo. If you like what you hear here, you can head over to skerzondogame.com. That's S-C-H-E-R-Z-A-N-D-O game.com to learn more, or just follow the link in our show notes. Heroes, I'd like your help in welcoming a new show to our network, Asians Represent. Hosted by Agatha Chang and Daniel Kwan, Asians Represent will examine the contributions of the Asian community to analog games. It will also examine and challenge representations of Asian culture in games, looking throughout RPG history to see what we got right and what we probably got wrong. And it will do that through fascinating discussions and interviews. I'm really, really excited about this show. And if you are too, I suggest you head over to your favorite podcatcher and search for Asians Represent to add it to your feed. Coming up this week on the One Shot Twitch stream on Thursday, we'll be streaming more Gloomhaven for a new episode of Total Party Kill at 7 p.m. Central Time. Then on Sunday, we're going to stream some Illamot as part of our build-up to the release of our new campaign series. That'll be starting at 12 p.m. Central Time. You can find all that and more at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. Before we get to our episode, I want to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Daniel Roper, thank you. Luke Eyre, thank you so much. Chris Billinsky, or Chris Belinsky, I'm not sure which. Thank you so much. Casey Wortham, thank you. Sarah Freeman, thank you so much. Sam Miller, thank you. Cara Burrito, thank you very much. JJ Kappa, thank you. Casey Peevler, thank you so much. Sean Molson. Thank you. Kyle Mullins. Thank you so much. Joshua Sanders. Thank you. Big Walking Carpet. Thank you very much. Dan Nottingham. Thank you. Gage Veranu. Thank you. Mike Minitulo. Thank you. Tim Gonzalez. Thank you so much. Aaron Mellick. Thank you. Atlas Selman. Thank you very much. Alicia Cool Payne. Thank you. Alex Tully. Thank you very much, Alex. Waning Gibbous Games. Thank you very much. Scott McCutcheon. Thank you. Sarah Thompson. Thank you very much. PK Gunn. Thank you. Andy Smith. Thank you very much. And Jeremiah Witten. Thank you. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon. You make everything that we do here at the network possible. We're looking ahead to our $8,500 goal. If we reach it, we're going to be able to take campaign weekly again. If you like what you hear on this show, please help us get there. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, first up, a familiar voice that we haven't heard in a while, and that's James Freetley. Hello, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I'm glad to have you back on the show. I'm glad to be back. Normally, I try to ask people a question so we can get to know them a little bit. And the question that I've decided on for this uh, week is... James, what memory do you have from your public or, you know, your general, like, elementary school musical education? Oh, yeah. Like, do you remember anything about that? Because I am seeing a 
people can't uh, obviously appreciate this listening to the show, but there is a sea of just instruments in front of us. And I do see those recorders there. I, absolutely. Um, and it's actually the recorders that trigger this for me. Like all uh, youngsters in the American public school system, I was forced to become a recorder aficionado mm-hmm. for a few weeks. But Watson Elementary in Hastings, Nebraska kicked it up a step further they actually had, I don't know why this is linked together. Um, we had a woman from Japan come to teach us a song from Japan about, it was called Sakura, about, you know, cherry blossoms mm-hmm. uh, on the recorder. And she was like straight up from Japan. And I have no idea what her connection to the elementary school was. But yeah. like, as far as I could tell, it was to come teach us to play sakura on the recorder and then go she back just, to japan she I, just, <laughs> I like I your narrative where what literally she was doing she just left japan exclusively <laughs> to do that yeah once and done i mean now as a, in the cold hard light of adulthood she must have been doing something else but as, as far as like sixth grade james goes kachi sensei was there to teach us sakura and then bone out <laughs> So James, uh, if, if folks want to want to hear more stories of your past, uh, uh, they can't do it. I guard them closely. <laughs> well, if they just want to hear more of your performance, where would they find you, or what projects do you have coming up? Sure. Uh, if you want to see me live, you can catch me in Splatter Theater at the Annoyance this October. Same thing with the Improvised Twilight Zone at the Annoyance this Halloween season. But if you want to hear more of these dulcet tones, you can listen to the Humanoid Resources podcast. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, James D'Amato plays a soldier named Blood Puncher on one of the episodes. <laughs> and James Freely is part of this wild meta plot that is happening in the background. Like, I, I, I pitch humanoid resources as, like, the sci-fi Hello from the Magic Tavern, but things actually happen on humanoid resources where <laughs> almost nothing happens on Magic Tavern. So if you're a Magic Tavern listener and you're a James Freely fan... I would recommend heading over to Humanoid Resources. Uh, next up, we have Andrea Saronis. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, so, so excited. I, I'm excited because you are like not only new to the show, but you're not new to games. You have played role-playing games before. Yes, I have. Yeah. And you mentioned it was years ago. Yeah, it was years ago in college. Um, uh, so like what game were you playing? So it was, we all, me and all my friends all decided that we were going to try to get into just like D and D. Um, cause you like, were be, like, let's be cool. We're like, let's do this. Uh, yeah. we were already like just diving deep with smash all night, smash bros and watching anime. So we're like, we're, we're here. Let's just keep <laughs> we going. We can weather more storms. <laughs> and this. so we decided, uh, my friends, like, I really want to be a DM. So we said, you got it, bud. Let's go ahead and do this. And so we all got around him. And what, what we got. What character did you play? Uh, I your... played a warrior named Asselrar. Yeah. And okay. uh, I really just wanted a huge gauntlet, like, on my arm, because I thought it was super dope. And the reason I came up with Asselrar was because Apparently, and I'm totally butchering it, but it is Swedish for fart. <laughs> so I looked pull. it up. I was like, we got to figure this out. It's kind of Norse based. So let's do this. And that's what I did. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Appropriate. I'm sure the GM just loved it. Oh, that. yeah. He loved it. <laughs> I bring it up all the time. <laughs> 
if folks want to find you at other shows yeah um, uh, and just generally you know where would they look yeah for sure well I'm an, uh, on the ensemble at comedy sports so anytime you want to see some uh, improv comedy just come out to comedy sports Chicago uh, also uh, just go ahead and follow me on uh, Twitter if you'd like at Andreas quacks um, as well as on Instagram um, at Andreas snaps uh, that's where I do show plugs and stuff like that's that. That's a fun little harmony you yes. got going with those. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of stopped the social media from there. <laughs> uh, and next up, we got Carolyn Nash, who I, this is our first time, I think, doing this together. I think that sounds right. Well, not, we did the one a long time ago with the Dead Broads. That was the overshare. Yes. I'm pretty so, sure. Okay. Yeah. The artist formerly known as. So yeah, this is this is our first time like recording uh, an episode of One Shot together. I'm really excited. Well, thank you for having me. And also, I I learned for the first time that you have also played a role playing game before. What like? Please enlighten me. What was that? Um. So you know when you date people uh, and you learn to come accustomed to things they um, enjoy. Mm-hmm, uh, when I was mm-hmm, in high school, mm-hmm. um, I was dating a guy that was inappropriately probably like four years older than me. I met doing King Lear. Uh, so I got into LARPing for a brief summer. Ooh, LARP! Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was a great time. Um, is, and is that is that is that for real? Are you being gentle? Was it a terrible time? I mean, I think fifteen-year-old me enjoyed it at the time. There yeah, it overlapped with um, the very uh, nuanced production of King Lear that the director decided to do, where he couldn't pick what era he wanted it to be in. So I played like a punk rock Cordelia, mm-hmm. uh, while we all each had a chess piece around our neck to show what level we were in the show. Uh, <laughs> and King what? Lear had a samurai sword, and um, other people had guns. Um, and it was guys. It was a great community theater production in 2005. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like a real banger. Uh, yeah. I got to know, what was the LARP that you did? Was it, uh, what was the premise? Um, I want to say there are wolves involved. Um, it sounds to me like it is a vampire or werewolf LARP. Probably, mm. yes. Okay, mm. okay. Fascinating. I'm well, sure it's buried somewhere in the depths of my memory, and well, it'll if come it was out this evening. Empire or a werewolf LARP, there are going to be some traumatic memories yeah, that accompany exactly. that. But I'm glad you made it out the other yeah. side, and I'm glad we have you here today. Yeah, I'm excited. So the next uh, person that I've got to introduce is actually the designer of this game. One and of the two designers. One of two designers. That's correct. And I'm going to let them take us away uh, on the explanation of the game. But Amber, uh, welcome yeah. to One Shot. Hi. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. I have to know, did your elementary school music education leave tremendous impression on you that drove you to put this game together? Because again, it is just a vast bounty in front of me. Of oh, we got recorders, glockenspiels, slide whistles, <laughs> the whole, the whole finger array. symbols, finger symbols. Yeah. So I actually was homeschooled for most of elementary school. Oh, okay. So I had none of that. And then in middle school, my dad was very insistent that I had to participate in some kind of music class. But we had an option of taking a class that was choir for half the year and then art for the other half of the year. And then eventually you could graduate to just picking choir or art. So I picked art. So I, the co-designer of this musical tabletop RPG, (laughs) managed to get away with completely ditching all of my musical responsibilities in middle school. Uh, So what we're seeing here is sort of like karma catching up with you. Absolutely. It's what it is. It's the universe saw that and was like, not so fast. (laughs) You're going to learn a goddamn (laughs) 
quarter. <laughs> I still have it. I, I'm avoiding those. I'm picking every other <laughs> instrument up. Please guide us through the game and pronounce it for me because I know yes. the way that I pronounced it. Yes, uh, I'm assuming you was... pronounce it Sherzando in your I head. I did indeed. I know you did. Everyone does. So the game is pronounced Scherzando, and if you pronounce it Sherzando, uh, we will gently rib you for it, but otherwise let it go because we understand that it's Italian and it's a music <laughs> word, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> So scherzando is Italian for um, like playful, like you would like it's instructions on music where you play something playfully. So it's a pun. It is spelled S C H E R Z A N D O exclamation point. Um, we like to spell it without the exclamation point when it's pronounced scherzando. Cool. Well, uh, please take us away. How are we going to be playing? Okay, so Scherzando is a musical tabletop role-playing game about things going explosively wrong where you play both the characters and the soundtrack. It is a collaborative storytelling game intended to be played in one session with three to seven players. We have five players, so it's perfectly right in that slot. Um, we're going to kind of learn to play as we go along because that's the way the game is designed. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to decide on a setting because it's a setting agnostic game. I always like to try to push for like a 1980s prom setting just because of the kind of person that I am. But we've had a lot of good experiences with like a 1920s New York underbelly experience. We had one that was set in the world's smallest target. We had one that was set in like a train in outer space carrying like rare exotic fruits. So it really is just, you know, whatever we feel like. Do we have anything tickling our heartstrings? Or I, I do know Amber brought a setting chart. There is a chart in the book. Do, do we want to... You can take a look uh, at it. It's not in front of you. I'm sorry, uh, I don't uh, have... We, we could do the old improv thing where we just get a suggestion and see how we roll with it from that chart. What's like a, a sample or two off of that chart? Mm. So a few things <clears throat> off of this chart. I like um, Roman Gladiator Pit. I like Woodstock, <laughs> the punk countercurrent of a dystopian future city, um, American suburbs of the 1950s. Some options. <laughs> all I'm, good. Sad, I'm just sad that the world's smallest small target already is taken because that. Really <laughs> you could do another one. We could do the world's smallest wall. Walmart. <laughs> the world's smallest gladiator pit. Ooh. <laughs> There's something calling to me about being heroes who live in the sewers of Chicago. Here, oh, okay. Ah, the old I'm Chicago sewer, sewer heroes. <laughs> classic. It's a classic. Just Nightwing. I kind of like the idea of us being sewer heroes in our real world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there aren't supervillains yeah. or anything. These are just helpful sewer folk. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> and it is it is contemporary Chicago, largely like our own world, except that there are these people in the sewers for, you know, reasons. Yeah, yeah. The, Heroic. The, except yeah. the people Heroic in the sewers are helpful. Right. We're like a bunch of John Valjeans. It's not concerning. Go we all on. accept that this is, a, this is a normal thing that happens. And yeah. if we have powers, we have powers. We have them. They're right. sewers. They're sewers. You're, you're bound to get something from a sewer. It might as well be powers. Yeah. <laughs> So um, the next thing, now that we know more or less where we are, um, is that each of us have a note card now. And on the oh. line side of the note card, we're all going to come up with one 
feature that exists in the world, just one specific detail. This can be a non-player character, this can be an object, it can be a location, it can even be a theme if you want, but it's some specific thing. We don't know why it's important yet. It might not ever be, but it's some kind of tangible thing that exists in the world. And we can share those, just whoever comes up with one first can announce it. And you write it down whenever you have something. Uh, Would you like to share? Yeah, I have chosen for one facet of our world, all bike messengers in this world have helpful secrets. Ooh, Ooh. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, I've got one as well. And that is there is a nefarious author who plans to expose the existence of sewer people for personal gain. Can we have a name on that author? Uh, yeah, that is going to be R.N. Green. R.N. Green. Okay, I have one, which is the Sewer Dweller Heroes Union, um, which is located in the sewer section directly underneath the Sears Tower, Mm -hmm. naturally. My thing is all the rats that live in the sewer have legal representation. (laughs) Great. Uh, I have, it's just a little too hot all the time. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, So what we're going to do now is we're going to gather these cards in the center in a pile, and we're going to come back to them later. So the next thing, everybody in a cup in front of them that the viewers along can't see, but you'll have to trust me is there. Everybody should have five tokens. We have dice in front of them, but that's just because I brought dice, because I'm the kind of person who owns a lot of dice. Treat them as tokens. Um... So the tokens are in five different colors, um, which I'm going to read off to you, and then you're immediately going to forget, but that's okay because I have these handy little references that you can <gasps> refer you. to. Thank you. So we have the rainbowy ones. Each, each die corresponds to a different emotion. I should have specified that. Um, the rainbowy ones are happiness. The red ones are anger. The orange ones are fear. The pink and black dice are tenderness, and the silver and purple dice are sadness. Is everybody clear yeah, on James, what those are? Put those be- oh, oh yeah. no. Aha. I already know what all these are. I don't need a reference sheet. I've tested mm. this a lot of times. Don't worry about the star yet. We will be coming back to that one. What we're going to do once we have those is that you're going to take three tokens that you think are interesting emotions that you would want your character to explore. And without letting the other players know which three you've chosen, you're going to place those three in your cup. The other two you can just hide under the table or under a piece of paper or in your pocket or wherever. I will remember to collect them at the end so you don't need to worry about that. It's important to know that in a few moments, we're going to put this aside and come back to it, but in a few minutes, we're going to come back to these cups and you're going to have to try to guess what emotions are in the player to your left's cup. Mm. So before we do that, what we're going to do is each of us are going to come up with the basics of a character. And then once you've come up with your character, um, you're going to want their names, their pronouns, basics of their descriptions, a couple flaws, a couple virtues, and a couple of character goals. And when you introduce your character to the table, you can't say what emotions are in your cup, but you're going to want to be keying people in so that they can be guessing what emotions are in your cup more successfully. Does that make sense to everyone? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. So when you're looking at goals, this can be as specific or broad as you'd like it to be. You can say that they're trying to crash their ex's wedding. You can say they're trying to defeat their personal nemesis. You can say they're trying to find the best BLT in the city. Or you can say they're just looking for validation. Um, Kind of whatever scale you want that to be on. 
um, as long as it's something that you can like kind of tell whether or not they've achieved that goal or not. All right. So do we go around yeah. and introduce yes, our characters? Yes, we absolutely do. I picked a character named Fillmore. His pronouns would be like he, him pronouns, but I think most often people would go, oh, look at that pervert. That's a pervert over there. Um, and I know that's not a traditional pronoun, but that's, I feel like, what people would immediately look at them and think, oh, that's a pervert. Uh, this is a greasy creature from beyond the deepest pipes. His virtues are that he enjoys helping people with mundane tasks, and his flaws are that he audibly enjoys his work to a distressing degree. And his character goal is must do 100 good deeds to break the curse that binds his soul to the earth. All right. My character's name is Storm Drain. Uses she, hers pronouns. Mm -hmm. Storm Drain is an ex-meteorologist forced to leave her career and her family when she blew the whistle on climate change. (laughs) (laughs) Happening in Chicago. Uh, She'll sacrifice anything for the truth. But on the plus side, she's loyal to her friends and can create a whirlpool on any physical surface. (laughs) What a talent! (laughs) She's desperate to find out who is hunting her and stop them so she can return to her family. Mm -hmm. My character is uh, Kit Knuckle. Pronouns he, him. He's a kid detective uh, who grew up in the sewers. He is only 11. Uh, He has a Jansport backpack that's just full of miscellaneous items, and he also wears Heelys. That is how he gets around uh, quickly. His virtues, helping others. Honesty is the best policy, and just being strong because he wants to be strong. Flaws is 11. Uh, (laughs) He can get sidetracked because he's 11. And uh, he's not a good runner at all. But all he really wants in life is just for his sewer family to be recognized by the city. He wants to be the best detective and really would love to go laser tagging for his upcoming birthday. (laughs) My character's name is Rebecca. Pronouns are she, her. Plucky 20-something, a recent MFA grad with a failing journalism career. Uh, from the suburbs and an only child and is very in touch with her emotions. Was not speaking into the microphone, mm-hmm. uh, gets distracted easily, bad swimmer, and um, is scared of consequences. Her character goals are to not move back in with her parents and to get a story featured on Medium. <laughs> <laughs> on oh Medium? Did she oh. know that she could just write one? <laughs> oh. I love her. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I will be playing a character named Jasmine Jonas, she, her. Um, Jasmine Jonas is an aspiring superhero, but in fact is really just a sidekick in way over her head, Mm -hmm. just trying very hard. She is perceptive, she is trying her best, and she is great at dancing, but she is also just profoundly bad at her job, just not good at it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, She cannot leave well well enough alone, and other than dancing, she is incredibly clumsy. Her goals are, first of all, the obvious to become a hero in her own right, but I also think that whoever she is the sidekick for, I don't know who yet, but whoever that is has an arch nemesis named Annette Ivory, um, and I think Jasmine really wants to make out with her. I think that that's... So I'm really liking this extremely weird 90s slash early 2000s like children's animated show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sewer people. It's very Teen Titans. Yeah, I'm, it's, I am getting that. It's like Teen Titans, <laughs> but like there were a bunch of weird sort of like missed shots that Nickelodeon took in the late 90s that I feel like this is exactly one of those. 
I like the dynamic as a bunch of young people, one old woman, and a pervert. <laughs> I also feel like this is like the exact kind of group that Fillmore just should not be around at all. I just feel well, like it's a bad... I mean, he's not he a sex pervert necessarily, but he he's is a pervert. Yeah. 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 This is the first of his hundred good deeds. He's, yeah, he's not, he's not anything that... Uh, the society around him should be comfortable with. He is to be rebuked for sure. <laughs> but I assure you, these children are safe around Fillmore. Uh, there won't be there won't be any problems. <laughs> okay, so we're now going to be returning to the cup of tokens that we set aside earlier. Mm-hmm. If you will recall, you have three different tokens in them. What you are going to be doing now is removing exactly one of them. At the end, you will have two and. At that point, we will all be revealing which two we have left. What you are trying to do is have the two that you have remaining match the two that the person on your left has remaining. And the better Mm. we all do at that, the better things start out for our characters. So you are guaranteed that at least one of the tokens that you have right now matches at least one of the tokens that the person on your left has, and you just have to figure out how to make sure that those are both still in there. Are we guaranteed that? You're not guaranteed that they won't take that out. Mm, Yeah, that's Mm. true. So also, if you want to be really next level strategic, you can also pay attention to what you think the person on your right has to help them out. Yeah. But this is your first time and all, so... However, however far you feel comfortable going on that front. Hmm. And once you're down to the two, All you right. do what's my favorite part of the whole thing, which is this. And then once we have all those revealed, what we're going to do is we're going to reveal the tokens that we have and then count up how many leftward matches we have across the entire table. Okay. So it's okay. not necessarily uh, important how many I have matching with Caroline or how many James has matching with James. It's important how many total we have across the entire table. So we're going to check that and which emotion is here the most often. Okay. Are we all ready? All yeah, right. Let's yeah. do a lift. Okay. okay. So okay. we have one match here, one match there. I can't see what we don't we don't have a match over we here. Okay, we got a match over here. We got a match over here. You have one match here. So we have three matches across the table, and I think the one that's here the most often looks like is tenderness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we also have a table that is called the conflicts table, which Ooh. you should all have a copy of. Um, we have five players, so tenderness three will be famine. Does everyone see how we got there? Oh, oh there we go. sewer like famine. So we don't need to know necessarily what it means yet that there's a famine. We will be coming up with another conflict later. Mm-hmm. But we do know that in some way, shape, or form, famine says everyone is hungry, and if you don't do something about it quickly, things are going to go very poorly. If anyone feels uncomfortable with any of these conflicts that we generate, you can say so right now, and we can veto and come up with something else. Do we all feel okay about famine? Is everybody Great. pro-famine at this pro table? Pro-famine? Do yes. you feel good about encouraging famine? part of a famine think tank. <laughs> okay, so now, basically that whole process that we just did, we're going to do it again, but instead of with our characters, it's going to be with our relationships. So we're going to pick three emotions that we think would be fun to build relationships with and secretly put those in our cups. And then, holy democratic process, so we're just going to kind of organically come up with relationships with other characters at the table. Aim for about two of them, but if you end up with one or three or even four, it's not the end of the world. And you have a little section on your character sheet conveniently labeled relationships that you can put those in. Do we have anybody who feels like 
I'm their sidekick. I feel like Storm Drain. I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah I I'm so. your sidekick. Remind me your name again. Sidekick. My name is Jasmine Jonas. Jasmine Jonas. How do we? How is that relationship? How do we feel about it? Oh, you're so plucky, but I'm so world weary. <laughs> <laughs> I just want what's best for you, but you run off into danger, and sometimes I scold you about it. And I'm so headstrong, I, and I keep trying to take on your arch nemesis you for can't some reason. Do it. <laughs> you're not ready. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Because you've never fought that arch nemesis even once. <laughs> right, right. I don't know who she is. Also, why won't you tell me who arch nemesis is? Please, just tell me. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, totally. I, th- I think I'm Fillmore's grandson. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. I'm sorry, what was your character's name? Kit Knuckle. Yeah, for sure you are. <laughs> Fillmore Knuckle. <laughs> is that like, do you know each other? Do you get Kit you know, tiny gifts sometimes that feel like they're very out of touch with what an 11 year old detective would want or. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm constantly bringing gifts. Yeah. You're always trying to help in my investigations and I can't, I can't say no because I'm related yeah, to you. If I manage to help with those investigations, that counts towards my good deeds. That's true. That will unbound my soul from the earth. And that's where this pair up be able to finally die. <laughs> I try to solve all these cases to help my grandfather die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, uh, Kit, you've got to help me die. (laughs) Sort of on the same token, um, I think uh, Fillmore is bound to me because Mm -hmm. one of my storm drains accidentally uncovered and opened the uh, chest that he was trapped in for uh, several hundred years. Yep. Yep. So... uh, (laughs) All the good deeds don't necessarily have to be for me, but he's not allowed to leave like a hundred yard radius of me. Otherwise, he won't die. <laughs> I'll wander this earth forever. But not outside of hundred yards of me, kid. Um, I feel like I look up to Kit Knuckle. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Because Rebecca's kind of a mess, and somehow this 11 year old has it all figured out. Perfect. <laughs> Are you like, like, are you friends? Do you, how do you know each other? Do you like Mm. babysit for him once? What's. You are trying to get that medium piece written. Yeah, trying to get that medium piece written. uh, And let's hope it happens. I think um, you, I stumbled upon you and you sort of became my mentor. Yeah. Your mentor. Wow. Okay. Kit's just got a lot of responsibilities, it seems like. He's very mature for his age. Yeah. He's in the academically gifted program. He's seen things that many would never see. Sewer things. I think Rebecca is the perfect chaperone to possibly take me laser tagging. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We'll go to the streets of Woodfield. As a Western suburban kid, that really landed at home. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's across from the Rainforest Cafe. We'll we'll go there after. Really? Yeah. Great. Sounds like a good birthday, <laughs> Carolyn. Just, yeah. Um, I think that I think Jasmine Jonas is like Rebecca's biggest fan. Honestly, I think oh, I like yeah, read yeah. your stuff. 
like dedicatedly, and I'm really excited for that medium piece. Yes, yeah, so you read it not on <laughs> medium though. No, no, no. Where are you publishing? Is it just Twitter threads um, <laughs> right now? No, right now it's just like one email draft to myself that I forwarded to Jasmine, so and it's very long. Um, and I haven't figured out how to publish it on the internet. And you just you send it to me because I'm like the one person who will like give you like super excited, yeah. wholesome vibes back. Like, yes, yeah. this is so good. I love it. Just constant validation yeah. no matter how good it actually is mm-hmm. right you tried sending it to me but my world weariness just crushed your dreams of being a journalist after mine were crushed yeah uh because you're a live journal you were really upset <laughs> that right. it's no longer in existence <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah, publishing's been dead since live journal stopped being as popular i guess and yeah, they stole around. my family <laughs> <laughs> Well, James, did you know that Live Journal was recently bought by Russian oligarchs? What? That's a real thing. It's <laughs> a real thing. Really? So yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, but they now own everybody's Live Journal. They now own Live Journal. Russians have feelings too. Mm. Well, what about Zangas? Oh yeah, Zanga, Zanga's. Zanga's still free domain. Yeah. Oh my god, how are the Neopets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, are, there's are, a Neopet yeah. app. Neopets are owned back. by North Korea. Oh, I'm oh. so young. Oh god, I'm so young. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're not getting any of these reps. I'm not. I'm so sorry. No, oh boy. So you, um, you missed probably a great era of the internet that you don't have to have lived past your time. Yeah, if you were looking for a forum to roleplay queer X-Men stuff, uh, you missed something yeah. big. <laughs> Let me Damn, tell you. Honestly, like, yeah. I'm not not looking for that. <laughs> well, I don't know where you get it now. <laughs> Do we cool. all have a couple of relationships mm-hmm. spread out? We, Great. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. We've got some good ones, I so, feel. So, what are we going to do? We're going to come back to the cup of tokens that we had earlier, and we're going to take out one trying to match the person on our left. And then we're going to do this. People at home can't see what I'm doing there, but I'm like putting the cup down in like the, in like the way that you like. Like a liar's dice like, cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Liars. You don't have to do that to play. It's just I like just that like confusing it. scene in the Pirates of the Caribbean sequel where they didn't explain the game they were <laughs> you playing. You to go back and you look at the Wikipedia for the rules. Yeah. Wait, which sequel? Like the one with Davy Jones. I think it's the it's the I one. Davy Jones was in all of the sequels. Actually, yeah, I, like, I'm sorry I, to say. All I remember was like the Tentacle Man, mm-hmm. and then he had it's Davy Jones. Okay, Davy Jones. It's our good friend Davy Jones. Friend of the show. <laughs> Personal friend and sponsor. Ocean pervert Davy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he might God be in the sewer. Okay. He, right. I, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Hey. Oh, I almost righty. got it perfectly. Okay, we got one there. I should have kept happiness. Zero there. Hey, we got a, we got a streak we of four going this way. Here? Got a streak of, of happy. I think we have four. I think yeah. we have a total of four. Yeah, four. Um, and what's on there the most? I want to say it's tenderness. I think we're a very tender again, group. It's tenderness again. That happens sometimes. We have tenderness four. So on the conflict table, for four tenderness, we have passion. These violent delights have violent ends. <laughs> so what we do now is we decide in some way there is famine and there is passion and they are related and they are a conflict that already exists as we are entering the world. So now we figure out what that means in this sewer hero 
Chicago universe. I have a really strange idea. That's what um, this game is go here on. for. Feel free to reject this. So the famine is somewhat abstract in that it is a romantic famine. Okay, okay. Go on. No, like but every relationship James, in the, the city of Chicago is just trash right now. Like, like they're all spoiling. So it is a romantic famine. So there's a lot of passion. People have these pent up feelings because like every sort of interpersonal interaction is just the pits. Okay. Wow. I like the idea that maybe we suspect at this point, we don't know, but we suspect that maybe some kind of new villain is responsible for this Mm -hmm. development. Ooh, maybe your arch nemesis? Maybe. And whose job is it to solve this? People that live in the sewer. Yes. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) We no one has given us that job, but you know it, it <laughs> seems it clear on. to us. We this it global yeah. warming—it's all connected. <laughs> Many things find their way into the pipes. <laughs> this job is just one of them. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, so that's the world as we enter it. These are the characters. These are the relationships. These are the way things are. We have—it's time to start actually explaining the rules now. Yeah. Of the actual game. We're going to get touch musical instruments in a second, yeah. or some of us are. What? Here's the deal. There are two different roles that you will be playing when you are in Scherzando at any given time. You will be switching back and forth between them across scenes. But at any given scene, you will either be playing as your character or you will be a musician improvising music. Um, your character can be in the scene if you are a musician, but you can't talk. You have to communicate with the music. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Sort of Peter and the Wolf style. Peter and the Wolf style, exactly. Blue man group. We have these green note cards. I've color-coded them for your convenience. Um, each of them has a role on them. It will either say musician, ooh. It will say active player, ah, or it will say player choice. We will be moving these around. Thank you. I appreciate that. Really feeding into the bit there. We will be feeding into them, or we will be switching them around um, over the course of the game. But for the first scene, they will be distributed randomly. Um, So, you know, everybody pick one. Who's our designated musician here? Yeah, what's good? Who are our designated active players? I'm right here. I'm right here. And then we both (laughs) then will get to choose depending on whether we feel like our characters should be in this scene right now. So we're starting off. We know that it's going to be uh, Kit, and we know that it's going to be Fillmore. I feel like I almost want it to just be the two of them and Rebecca in this scene. I feel like that's what's happening. And then I can be a musician for this. So... The way a scene is going to work, first, those of us who are playing music will be selecting our instruments. You can change and come and go throughout the scene if you would like. We have this veritable sea of instruments in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also hum if you would like. We don't recommend singing. Um, lyrics get complicated when you're trying to also talk at the same time, but you can hum. You can use body percussion. You can try to think the music really hard, but it probably won't communicate very well to the other players what you're trying to do there. Um, it, it may make the sound Soundscape less chaotic. I will now, now that I understand how the music uh, incorporates mechanically into the game, I will recommend that you 
be a little bit away from your mic okay. uh, so that it'll be easier to balance out that sound. Great. We will be collectively setting the scene before we begin, and we're going to be coming back to these features note cards Ooh. that we made earlier, and we're going to be randomly selecting two of them, and those two things will in some way be in this scene. Okay. A nefarious author who plans to expose the existence of the sewer people for personal gain named R. N. Green. And it's just a little too hot all the time. Okay, so we have Fillmore, Kit, and Rebecca in the same room, and it has something to do with the nefarious author and things being a little too hot. Those don't have to be super important parts of the scene, but they do need to be present in some way. So do we want to collaboratively kind of set the scene? What does this look like? Why are they in the same room? What is the dramatic question here? Oh, I think they've probably just been chased down into the sewer by this muckraker green who wants to expose them. There's a like there's a public mob coming after them after yeah. Mr. Green has oh, yeah. published Led something scandalous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Can we come up with a dramatic question for the scene? So we're trying to play into our larger plot of like this passionate famine that we have. Oh, maybe everyone's super easy to rile up because all their emotions are so so st- Dumped down. Mm-hmm. They can't get him out any other way but anger now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Okay. So, we're now going to use the tokens again. Um, luckily, we've taught you most of this mechanic. Um, so what we're going to do, the player, the active players are actually not going to need to worry about this just yet, but each of the musicians, we will each be selecting one die that we kind of think this scene should be heading towards based on what we already know about it. And secretly, we will be placing that one token in our mug. At the end of the scene, each of the active players will be trying to guess which token we have selected. So you're going to try to be seeing which of these five emotions you think that the two of us are playing towards. And if you are pretty convinced that we're playing towards, say, anger, for example, then it may also be in your best interest to move your characters towards that emotion. Cool. Cool. So we're going to play the first scene pretty much straight. We're going to have the musicians play a couple of seconds just to kind of set the stage and then have the three of you come in and just play until we feel like we've reached an apex, kind of a climax of the scene where we need to have some kind of resolution mechanic come in. Um, And once we feel like that's arrived, then I'll explain how we do that. Everybody feel good about that? Great, I'm gonna pick a token because I haven't done that yet because I was explaining things. Um, This one feels good. I'm sorry, kids. I've never seen a crowd like that before. Yeah, what was all? What's going on with all of them? We just want to help them out. Why are they being so rude? Kit, they're thirsty. I've seen it in their eyes. I've seen it in the eyes of men and women and other folk, time after time, again and again. I haven't seen anything like this since the nightly news from 1999. When I saw Diane Sawyer talk to those people in a Walmart, it was really incredible. If everyone's so thirsty, why are we just giving them what they want? Uh, well, I mean, 
you know, it's really not your place to be giving people what they want in that respect, they kind of think. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I just feel like, I feel like if... I feel like I know pretty strongly, Kit. I mean, are we asking the right questions? Should we maybe be like asking for what are the sources? What are why are they? What is the source of the anger? Are you saying that we need to investigate this, Rebecca? <gasps> Kit, you know I've wanted nothing more, more than a team up investigation. <laughs> kids, 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 kids! You know there's nothing I'd like more than to join you on another one of your whirlwind investigations. Yeah, uh, yeah. so that my soul can finally be laid to rest yeah. and my body can right. die. Right, we've been waiting for this. But I'd feel remiss. It's like we'd be going back into danger again. Well, that's just sometimes the job of a detective, Gramps. And sometimes when you're a journalist that knows that you need to go to no end to solve the problem, you've just got to walk into the eye of danger. So come on, Mr. Fillmore. Yeah, Mr. Craig. yeah Gramps. All right, as long as Sir we're... Sir Fillmore? General Fillmore? Gramps Fillmore. Oh, okay, I get it. I'm old. Yeah, okay, old man Gramps Fillmore. You don't have to... Degenerate Fillmore? Yeah, you old guy. Have you taken your calcium pills today? I have not, uh, because Storm Drain has not wandered within 50 yards of those pills. Uh, But where do we begin this investigation? You know I'm not talented like that. Uh, I'd like to... Clean up dirty laundry. Get my nose really deep in it. Could it be uh, related to that in any way? Well, I mean, everything does eventually lead to the sewers. And now that we are in here, I think this is prime time to investigate some waste. Another man's trash is another man's treasure, or so I've heard one time. And sometimes it's just another man's dead body. But maybe that's not today. Maybe. Yeah. There's only well, one I haven't seen any dead bodies in the sewer, and if we were investigating a mystery, that would be incredibly helpful. It would, yeah, it would hel- yeah. help a lot. But ah! What was that? I don't know. I don't know. Was that was that the people from that chased us in here? I think we've got to check it out. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but you. All go. right, but can we do? Can we make sure we're all holding hands before we do that? Uh. I just. I mean, yeah, you can hold my hands if you want. Kit, can I hold both of your hands? Yeah, you have to hold oh, both of my both, hands at the same time. If both of you hold, it, I won't be able to hold anybody's hands. Yeah, no, that, that's okay. Yeah, you can that's just fine. Supervise from afar. You're like our chaperone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're like a dean, you old man. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure there's no hanky-panky going on. What's that? Yeah, that, that would be very weird. All right, let's go investigate that strange noise. Yeah. Okay. It came from that cavern over Maybe there. Maybe we should record it, because it's always good to ha- have something to play back Yeah, hold on. Let me unzip my, my Jansport. Zip. I'm gonna- Zip. Yeah, here it is. Oh no, just a recorder. Just a recorder? Yeah. I've got my talk boy in my backpack. Your talk boy? Yeah, I've got my talk boy. You can afford a talk boy? Well, it's just a gift from when Wait, I was- like from Home Alone 2? Yeah, from Home Alone 2. <laughs> okay. That's- yeah, let's turn it on. You did it. Yeah. Okay. Do we feel yeah. like that's an apex? I, well, we were just going down a tunnel to investigate something, so right. that would be a thing that would need a resolution. It does right? feel like that's the case. So, what we're going to do now, we're going to put down our instruments, sadly, for the moment. I apologize. Oh, I got so carried away. Um, <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's exciting. I understand. I so, up with like 15. <laughs> each of us have 
one die in our mugs, one token. Um, what the three of you are going to do is each of you are going to pick two tokens that you think guess what the two of us have. Mm. Mm. And you could try to guess one for me and one for James, or you could try to plug hedge all of your bets on one of us because you can't decide which of two emotions you think we have. Up to you. And now we're not counting matches to the left. We're counting all the total matches that the active players have with the two musicians. Okay. But we're still counting which one is on the table the most. Cool? Yeah. Okay. So... We both chose fear. Yep. So James D'Amato has one fear, so that's matched with both of us. So that counts for two. Yes. And then Andreas also has a fear, so that matches with both of us for two as well. And I also think that fear is the most common one on the table. So we have fear four, and we're going to be looking at the apex table for that. And we have five players, so it's the five section on the apex table. So four of fear is you were triumphant, but something worrying lingers in the back of your mind. Mm. So we were looking for a clue. Yeah. So I think we got a big clue that sort of uh, helps mm. us with this mystery. But I think the the like thing lingering in the background is that it only implies how dangerous this is, the investigation is going to be. Yeah. Right. Does anybody have an idea of what we might find? It was a thumping thing. It was a thing that made a big thump. Yeah, a thing that made a big thump. We could find some evidence of this new heinous villain that we think is causing this famine. Mm -hmm. It seems like a reasonable place for that to go. I'm just trying to think of what that evidence is. I'm thinking, I I like the idea that this has something to do with the rats. And the thumping is some kind of giant rat like yeah a rat yeah. king yeah Ooh, a, rat a rat king, king. a rat Ooh. king Ooh. they've got good lawyers <laughs> believe me good lawyers yeah. uh, he's a political villain okay do we feel good about that you yeah. investigate mm-hmm. and you find evidence of a rat king so that's one scene what we're going to do now is we take another one of these feature note cards and we come up with a new feature, one for the whole table mm-hmm. one new feature that exists as a result of that scene that's in the world somewhere so I think, like, Rat King makes sense yeah. as a feature to mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. That seems like a reasonable thing to write for me. So the feature that we just came up with is automatically going to be one of the two features in the next scene. But then for the other one, we randomly pick another feature that we have had in the past. Mm-hmm. Is that track? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. So can we gather the other five? Oh, yes. And then we are all going to take our note cards that we have that say player choice or active player or musician, and we're going to give them to another player. Oh. You don't get to decide what you end up with, but you get to decide who has the thing that you currently have. Well, uh, I just took yours. Yeah, I just took yours. I'm keeping it. Yeah. (laughs) And now we more or less just start a new scene, and it goes on like that. I do want to introduce a new mechanic for the second scene, though, because it is a little unstructured the way that it works right now. But I promise we have more structure that we can add in. So interjections. We're going to come back to this little white star that we all had. We have a sixth token, all of us, that's special. It doesn't represent an emotion. It is a white star. It is called the experience token. It is this version of experience points, except it only lasts for the one scene. It's not cumulative. Um, so what this is, is this starts outside of your cup, but you have the potential to put it 
into your cup by the end of the scene if you are an active player. And the way that you do that is by making an interjection. So at any point in the scene, if you feel like things are lagging a little bit or if there's the potential for things to go more horrifically wrong than they've been going, you could make an interjection. And the way that you do that is you clap first to signal that you are interjecting and to kind of let the table be aware of that. So you clap and play halts for a moment and then you kind of gain temporary narration powers in order to announce that something bad happens um, and something makes life worse for the players who are in this scene in some way. And once you do that, you get to pick one of the musicians who's playing right now and they get to do a little bit of a solo. And once they've done that, you get to guess what emotion they have in their cup. And if you're right, then you get to put the star, the experience token, in your cup. And that, at the end, is worth one point on the apex table. So the more, as a table, we manage to interject, the better the scene resolves. Okay. Mm. Okay. Got it. Right. Once you successfully guess, though, the musician gets to pick a new emotion. So the emotion can change over the course of the scene. All right, cool, cool. All right. good, great. Yeah. Okay. okay. What are our roles? Oh, well, I'm an active player, so storm drains in the game. Storm drains in the game. <laughs> I'm a musician, so I'm still sitting out for a round. I am an active player. Rebecca is still in the game. Rebecca's still there. I'm player choice. Mm. You also will be player choice yeah, then. I'm also player by choice. Po- process of elimination. I don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen, though. If Storm Drain is here, um, I am bound mm-hmm. to Storm Drain. Yeah, I do want to kind of mess around on these things. So, all right, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you you go for it. I will be I will be an active player in the scene. That's the best way to describe music. Yeah. I kind of want to mess around on these things. So the two features that we have in the world right now are the Rat King and the Sewer Dweller Heroes Union. Um, so we have those two, and we have uh, Storm Drain, Fillmore, and Rebecca in play. So a scene with all of those things. I feel like we've just discovered the existence of the Rat King, mm-hmm. and our next step is to go to the Union, probably, to try to like make people aware of that, maybe? And it's directly under the Sears Tower. It is directly under the Sears Tower, in the, in the sewer system under there. Now listen here. Chud, or whatever your name is. Fillmore. Yeah. You uh, are so far away. Yeah, uh, you, uh, and uh, Rebecca. Yeah? Now, I've got many political enemies in this union because I blew the whistle on some of them not too long ago. Oh, boy. I can tell you're controversial. Yeah, I don't ever pull punches. I just pull quotes. So you pull your own quotes or you pull you're stealing other people's quotes or you... Whoa, hey, that's a heady accusation that you just made. That's sorry, I'm just just trying to get to the core of the problem. Well, now listen here. If you're ever going to be a journalist, and you shouldn't be because it cost me my family and my job... Okay, look, sorry that I have my own ideas and that I want to expose whatever may be happening here in these sewers. Oh, I remember when I wanted to expose what was happening in the city of Chicago. And then they stuck a black bag over my husband's head and dragged him off to God knows where, Abu Ghraib. What is Abu Ghraib? Is that the new, is that a grocery store? Is that not, what's the difference between that and Guantanamo? Uh, I think one was in the Middle East and one is in Cuba. All right. That doesn't count as one of your deeds. You still owe me nine. No, my soul will never rest. Look, this union vote is very important. If there is a rat king in the sewer, 
it must be sucking all the sexual chemistry from the surface world. That's how they happen. Drying us out with their suction-like tails, I agree. And the sewer union is the only way we can do something about it. All right, well, if we're going in there, I need a disguise. Oh, well, um, it looks as if there is a, a head of lettuce over there. So it might um, absorb some of your uh, what? questionable... What? Say it. I don't know. You're... That... Face pus? Just yeah. say it. Yeah, I've the been face living, pus. I've been living in the sewer for four years, and now I have face pus. You know, pus. I was trying to be kind, and I didn't want to draw attention to your face pus, but you said it. The thumping of the Rat King. <gasps> oh, he's oh, here. No. It's moving about. Oh, God. Is oh, he God. here to offer counter-arguments? The shrill cries. Of course he's here to offer counter-arguments. I and it's got so much natural sexual charisma. I heard that when he thumps his tail three times. Oh, we, God, what? We, <laughs> it just happened, so we should know what that means. Uh, it means that the Rat King is looking for someone to cuddle with for the next 30 minutes. Now, listen here. Is that a euphemism for have sex with? No, I think no. it's just literally cuddle. Is it literally I, cuddle? It's literally cuddle. Listen. Okay. Storm drain. So, I have a question. <laughs> do we feel like that's a bad thing? And if so, do we want to turn that into an interjection? Ooh. If, we just, if we're announcing now that the Rat King has thumped his tail and is announcing his intent to cuddle with the players. I hereby interject that the Rat King has shown up. And can I, can I grant brief speaking power to a Rat King uh, who might be a, a player choice? Is that within the rules? It's not specifically within the rules. Though, though interjecting, you do have narrative power, so I feel do. like making the Rat King speak would fall under that purview. I, uh, yeah. yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I want the Rat King to show up. That was his... legal representation yeah. for a rat. Yeah. I just want to point that out. <laughs> well, okay, so I want the Rat King to show up in this antechamber to uh, the Union Hall uh, with his retinue of lawyers. Okay, right. so before you put... I don't get the to experience token in. First, you will pick one of us who you think you're a little more confident about which emotion we have. We play a little solo, and then you guess. And okay. if you get it right, then you get to put the experience token okay, in. Okay, okay. All right. Let me hear yours. My solo? Your, your, your wicked shredding solo. <laughs> Let's see. Happiness. Anger. Fear, <laughs> tenderness, sadness, sadness, could be anger, uh, it might be fear, what if it's sadness though? <laughs> He's doing something you can't with tell eyebrows. based on his facial expression at all. <laughs> his eyebrows are and, helping or hurting. And sexual is like not an emotion <laughs> here, yeah. But we are getting we're that honestly, we're like getting in waves. I, yeah. I have a, I have a uh, guess. Is it anger? It's not. Shit. Don't get the experience token. <laughs> ah! <laughs> All right, you're free was to make fear? further interjections <laughs> it, if you would it's like. Not also. Uh, was, was it <laughs> was it tenderness? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I speak fluent rat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So strictly speaking, you weren't supposed to reveal what it actually was just oh, now. I just okay. kidding. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> what we can do now is you can just casually switch that out for a oh. new one or the same one. Just don't tell us. Um, right. And we'll just pretend like that didn't happen. And that's fine. Uh, 
That was tenderness, though. Yeah, all that thumping. <laughs> I decided on the emotion before I started playing. <laughs> Tinder is fluid, so I'm you're, you're right. Yeah. You know what? I that, that would be an example of tender fluid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but the rat still, the rat king still does canonically show up with his army of rat representation, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. We do have to figure out how to address that situation as it occurs. Look. There's no way that we'd stand a chance to go in there in front of the Rat King and his natural sexual charisma and and retinue of lawyers and come out successful. I will intercept the Rat King. Well, will... that's because we know that no one is sexually attracted to you anyways, Fillmore. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'll cuddle with the Rat King and shut it down while you two go ahead to the meeting and, Ugh, okay. and, and figure things out. Mm, somebody's angling for good deeds. This has to count as a good deed. Fine, fine. It counts as a good deed. Yes. We'll go take one for the team. and we'll 98. Go, we'll go present our case to the union. We'll make this happen. That feels like an apex. Yeah. That feels like, okay, great. <laughs> so, same deal. Everyone who's not a musician will pick two tokens based on what you think we were playing just there. So the musicians have anger and fear. What does everyone else have? <gasps> Whoa! Fear and anger, Whoa! baby! That's what I got! Wow. I, got I got! I got fear and sadness. So we have yeah. five matches, and how many experience tokens do we have? We didn't get one. Zero. That's okay. Five is still good on that your Apex union table. Went pretty well, I with think. <laughs> five matches with five players, and the dominant emotion on this table is, I want to say, fear again. Mm-hmm. So once again, we have you are triumphant, but something worrying lingers in the back of your mind. Mm. So I think that Fillmore does manage to successfully cuddle with the Rat King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a beautiful moment that they share. What happens when you do that that's that's worrying? Oh boy, this is getting a little gross. So Rat Kings <laughs> are a bunch of rat tails getting right. knotted together yeah. and the Correct. flesh fuses. So yes. I feel like very naturally... <laughs> My flesh is fused to the rat <laughs> 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 flesh. Uh, uh, Correct. And maybe, and, and like, I think it, we're, I, I broke away, but now there are just a couple of rats that are on my body. Yep. Mm, um, yeah. And, you know, I may be corrupted by the Rat King. Uh, Ooh. So, it could be one of the Rat King's agents. Ooh, wow. wow. So, um, that union vote went well. That's yeah. important. Yeah. We make a new feature. What do we think is new in the world as a result of this scene? Oh, I think every now and then the uh, Rat King has to speak through Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So it's whenever this whenever this feature pops up, that's mm-hmm. what's happening here. Great, very great. Meta, very I love it. Gear. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Scarzondo. If you're looking for other great gaming shows, be sure to check out Total Party Kill. Total Party Kill is a weekly live Twitch stream where John Patrick Cohen, Eddie Klinker, and James Dugan play through Cephalofair Games' Gloomhaven. Join them in the stream to play along through the action and interact with a constantly changing cast of characters and special guests. Or watch them after the fact in the One Shot YouTube channel. TPK airs Thursdays at 7pm Central Time at twitch.tv slash one shot RPG. 
Speaking of TPK, there's going to be a new episode this week, so be sure to tune in Thursday at 7. We're also going to have a stream on Sunday where we're going to be playing some Illamot as part of our build-up to the release of our new campaign series. You can catch that 12 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. Heroes, I wrote a book. It's a guide to help players both new and old build complex character backstories and even keep playing the game when they're alone. It's going to be released October 2nd, 2018, but it is available for pre-order now at Barnes & Noble, any of your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstores, and most online retailers. Just search for the Ultimate RPG Character Backstory Guide or James D'Amato. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. The biggest, most important thing is to make sure that everyone is registered to vote. You can head to vote.org to find out how to do it in your area. If you're feeling like going the extra mile, you can also call your representatives about an issue that you care about. I'll personally be calling about suspending the Kavanaugh hearings in the wake of Michael Cohen's guilty plea. A president who is just implicated in a major federal crime should not be appointing new members to the Supreme Court. Democratic senators can stop those hearings by walking out. Republicans currently don't have the people they need to force the hearings through. In order to take such drastic steps, they need to hear that they have public support, which is why you have to call. Get registered and stay strong, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.